we just keep interviewing people I've fucked. So yeah, it's a hot mic. Enemies to lovers. Hey, and welcome to Enemies to Lovers, the podcast. Where Alex and Shay, two former college roommates who went from enemies to, to lovers. lovers. This podcast explores dating, polyamory, and ethical non-monogamy. We also feature guests who will ask us questions and share their stories. So keep an open mind. Please subscribe. And as always, stay, stay curious. curious. This episode will feature our guest, Lily and Matt. They've been ethically non-monogamous from the start for about seven years. And <laughs> Lily is one of my former partners. Yay. <laughs> we just keep interviewing people I've fucked. Enemies to lovers. We're still it's in a deep the reservoir. <laughs> Now. All of season one. Yeah. All of season one is just people. You season two will be Shay's people that she's fucked. Oh. Um, why not? But it's funny because we're still kind of in a pseudo polycule. Like we have a group chat going. Mark is, or Podcast God is still the favorite meta as far as I know. Uh, well, oh, I thought that I had to, like, he's not technically my meta anymore. So I gave Cecilia the title. No. I didn't know. I didn't, Oof. Mark is still one of my favorite people. <laughs> yeah. He's still a favorite person. I just, it didn't seem fair to let him, like, keep the title when he's not a metamore anymore. Podcast God. Podcast God, you've lost the title. I want to be clear. We're still friends. Yeah, I'm, I don't <laughs> okay. All right. I don't mind. <laughs> but we do have a group chat that is fully active. That's that true. I am not in, and I'm very offended by that. We no, you're we've we've added. We've added Thank you. we I'm texted you today that That's we were true. gonna be That's true. I'll take it. Yeah. Louie and Matt are also stand-up comedians and actors, so we've got a lot to cover. Let's get into it. Our bodies are ready. I'm nervous. You should be. Enemies to lovers. Let's get into a little bit of an overview of just how we are a little bit different from you two in terms of how we approach ENM, ethical non-monogamy, because we actually have had this discussion with Matt a little bit the other day. Um, so I'm partnered, uh, obviously, podcast god, PG. But we're not, we've realized we aren't hierarchical. We've realized we, um, Stormy disagrees. <laughs> Stormy says bullshit. Right. Stormy says no such thing as non-hierarchical, only hierarchies you lie about. Um, and we've been, like, fully polyam, I would say, for like a year in terms of actively dating other people and being open to things other than just the physical. Um, and we've been together for 12 years. So we've probably been together for the longest, right? Yeah. How long have you do two to seven years? A right? mere seven, seven years. years. We are coming in on our seventh anniversary. Yeah. Not long hey. enough. <laughs> so give us a little overview of kind of how you view ENM and how you started. Because Oh yeah, Shay exists. <laughs> Shay is important. Shay is also here. Shay is yeah. not partnered. I am not currently partnered. I guess I've been doing like Sarah monogamy for a bit. Mm -hmm. And then currently not partnered. You're not romantically partnered, but you have play partners. Yes, yeah. I do have play partners. Those are really Friends important. Yeah. 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 And those relationships Business can be very partners important. with benefits. Yeah. I guess like on the polyamorous like specific side, right. but like an official partner, like I don't have Yeah. You don't have like a romantic I don't partnership. Have a romantic partner right now. Yeah. But I have like close play partners. So we're getting all the perspectives. Now yes. go. <laughs> all right. So we started our relationship and I was very clear with Matt that I was not going to be monogamous. Um, my sort of personal journey was that I had been in a mix of non-monogamous and monogamous relationships ever since I started dating. And then I had gotten to a point when I was, I think, 21 or so where I was like, I'm never going to be monogamous again. I don't think monogamy is for me. And I was very open with the people I was seeing about that. 
And then the person I was seeing the most said that he would quit drinking if I would be monogamous with him. So I was monogamous with him for a couple of years, and it was really hellish in a lot of ways. Um, in case you can't tell from the I'll be monogamous. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a very like manipulative ultimatum. That's right. And he held it over you. He held it over me. And then he also, what was funny is a couple of years into the relationship, he started complaining about how it was so hard for him to be monogamous with someone as ugly as I was. Wow. Um, That's fun. Yeah. So I, I definitely came out of that with like a lot of baggage and trauma. And when I fled, um, I basically was like, I will never be monogamous ever again. And if anyone tries to change that, I'm going to take that as a red flag. And Matt was like, no, okay, sure. I mean, we're seeing each other very casually, so it's totally fine. Seven years later. That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's very casual, very That's casual. A very casual seven-year-long relationship. And I mean, I tried to break up with Podcast God multiple times at the beginning, and he just said no. Technically, <laughs> we did break up. We did break up for, for 10, 10 days. days. <laughs> when I first moved to Atlanta, it was like, hey, we don't want to do a long distance. And this was casual, right? I mean. That's right. Yeah. And during those 10 days, Matt called and read me a bedtime story every night. Um, you know, like broken up people like broken do. Up people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely went into this, I think, with sort of the best intentions of being like more truly poly. Yeah. And that used to be what our FET profile said. And we got to a point where we realized that we were, as we would say, descriptively romantically monogamous that we don't have a rule that we can't fall in love with anybody else, but that's what it's been. We've only been in love with each other for the past seven years, despite having other partners and partners who were very emotionally close to us. One of Matt's partners is also his best friend. And it just felt like it was important for us to cop to the fact that in practice, we are open, even if philosophically we have no opposition to falling in love. It hasn't happened. And it feels like it's Mm. important to be honest with people about that. What I like to say is that the relationship structure still accommodates for polyamory. But again, in practice, that hasn't happened. We think it's unlikely to. Um, Yeah, I've only been in love with Lily for the past seven years. Side question for the viewers, listeners. If you don't know, define metamor and prescriptively and descriptively. Okay, so metamor is your partner's other partner. So if I'm dating Matt and then Matt's dating M, M is my metamor. Meta for short. Meta for short, yes. And then prescriptively versus descriptively. Prescriptively would be like if we made a rule. If we said like, this is how it's going to be going forward. We've decided this is the rule. If we said we have a rule that we can't fall in love with anybody else, which personally, hot take, I think is a kind of bad rule because it's Mm -hmm. very hard to make rules about feelings. Yeah. Yeah. You can make rules about behaviors. Because you can say, like, either you did the behavior or you didn't do the behavior, but a feeling, especially one as difficult to define as love is or being in love is, like, that's – it's very hard to say – like, to draw that bright line. And it also sort of gives people an incentive to lie if they're having the feeling of, like, oh, maybe I'm in love, but that's against the rules. No, I'm not. I'm not in love. Right. Because I'm a that's good person fair. and I wouldn't break a rule, so – I'm not in love. Exactly. And we don't, we don't believe in any type of relationship structure that encourages lying or dishonesty. That's, I think, a, a pretty core value that we have. So that would be like prescriptive. If we made a rule going forward, we're not allowed to do this, as opposed to descriptive, where you just kind of look at the situation. Like what are you doing? And then that's how you identify, which is very useful when you're trying to communicate to like onboarding new partners. Yeah. 
It's like, regardless of what we aspire to be or, or our philosophical beliefs, here's what you're opting into. Yeah. I also like that term, onboarding new partners. Onboarding That's right. Partners. It's a whole experience. Are we an airport? Honestly, Lily yeah. has requested that I make um, a video tutorial for new partners. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that, like, I'm such a finicky bitch. Like, I think it's... <laughs> It's important to give people a guide. It's honestly right. unfair to them that they have to fly without the instruments. Like, hey there, pal. <laughs> if you're watching this, you're a lucky person. Let me walk you through some of the ins and outs of dating a lily. <laughs> Did you need it? Yeah, where was that guide for me? I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have made it. What would be on the guide? Um, yes, do tell. Well, you're an Enneagram 4, which is kind of like the cooler Myers-Briggs. Um, Are you also a 4? Apparently, according <gasps> to like the last Instagram test, oh, I got so exciting. You guys have yeah. so much to talk about now. That's right. Yeah. We're the most special type. The most special type. Yeah. Very um, hard to fully understand because they're so complex and mysterious and unique. But because of that, okay, what you value that. most in a partner is someone who truly understands you and sees you. Mm -hmm. So I think my number one advice for dating a Lily would be don't jump to conclusions or make assumptions about who she is. Really take the time to understand and see Lily. That's what you like. And don't let cats eat her. It's poisonous. Lilies? That's true. Oh. Yes. I am poisonous to cats. <laughs> Unfortunately. What? <laughs> I feel like I'm... Lily like flowers. It's a plant. I was just uh, explaining being descriptive. Which yeah. hopefully I've given yeah, I think comprehensive so. enough. Yeah, because yeah, our audience, we hope, is going to be a mix of... People that stumbled upon the podcast because they're curious about polyamory or ENM and they maybe aren't yet. Mm -hmm. um, and then also oh, cool. we want um, people that are also that are also in the ENM world to want to listen to us and you know see us as peers that they can relate to. So it's kind of two audience groups that we're catering, catering towards. So that's why we try to define things. Ethical non-monogamy is the general umbrella. Polyamorous is more on the emotional side of like falling in love with multiple people. And then there's like swingers who like are couples who like have sex with other couples. It kind of depends on the relationship structure. But I think like, everyone defines it differently. Yeah, there's a lot of different. That's right. It and takes nuance. You should talk to people when you want to date them. That's right. Yeah. Like anytime you give your label, you should also give like, and what that means to me is. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. for us open, like there, we absolutely know people or know of people who when they say open, what they mean is that they're romantically partnered with each other and then they have like extremely casual hookups or like right. one night stands with other people we develop much more like serious multi-year relationships with our other partners but because we don't consider ourselves in love with them we don't feel like it's fair for us to claim the poly label that said we have had some poly friends say that they sort of consider us one of them because we have had other partners say they love us and because we are open to falling in love. Right. So it's, it's um, in some ways we have more in common with like extremely hierarchical poly people um, than we do with like the most casual end of the open spectrum. So it's, right. it's all a spectrum, not a binary. Are you like open rounding to poly? That's sometimes what it feels like. Yes. That's a good yes. way to put it. That's actually great. I'm, I might start saying that, that like I, I round to poly. That. I like that approach. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we sort of round to Polly. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting because I feel like, honestly, dating you kind of taught me that I'm very much non-hierarchical because I didn't really know much about Ian and Polly. I mean, you were my first partner. I was you were a little Marco. baby. I was a, a baby. baby. I've like cycled through quite a few relationships at this point. Like you said, it's a deep well. But 
Yeah, no, I feel like I've learned now, like I know more what I'm looking for in a partner. And also I'm still working on telling people that. <laughs> but yeah. that's a whole other I think, like, step in the process. You've figured out, you've identified what you want, but like I think you have a tendency to compromise to make the other person happy. If they're hot. Or, you know, to make your vagina happy and mm-hmm, like not mm-hmm. the rest of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, blame them. Stop that. Yeah. We want that. <laughs> Lily reads a lot, <laughs> and that's why you're here. No other reason. Just my just my um, bibliophile tendencies, yes. She knows a lot. She's very smart. And uh, we say we're not an educational podcast, but you're going to learn a thing or two on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I can live up to your expectations. Always. Always. Enemies to lovers. Um, all right. Opening questions. Can you guys give us some history in your relationship? How do you guys meet? How do you know Alex? Give a little summary. A little summary. Side note, they have a show mm. called... Mine is called The Lily Show. Mine is called The Matthew Presentation. And if you want to go watch their show, it goes more in-depth. So don't give too many giveaways. That's what I We won't share anything that's actually in the show. Okay. But I think we're going to give you a great summary. Matt's going to start, and he tells it wrong. So I'll jump in and fix everything. <laughs> Well, we met in 2016. Um, no. No. No, we met. Yeah, I'm already right fucking up. Right okay. off the bat. Right, because it was a couple wow. years prior when we first met. Mm-hmm. That's when we got together. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we first met. It was a very bad play about a hamster. Yeah. And I remember. I was understudying yes. your girlfriend. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was a terrible play. And I remember thinking that you were just really, uh, she was bright and chipper and happy, almost to the point of being a little annoying. Um, And that's, that's how we met. I was dating Monica at the time. Yeah. And then, yeah. And we were both doing DC theater. So we ran into each other a couple more times doing different projects. And I always thought Matt was really attractive. And he always thought, do I know that girl? I think I know that girl. (laughs) I was. Oh yeah. She was in that really bad hamster play. Yeah. And, and you were monogamous. Oh, yes. I was a sweet vanilla monogamous boy until Lily. No more. And I remember thinking that you were really happy. I think I used the word indomitable. Um, <laughs> yes. Which sounds like a really kind thing, but I, I meant <laughs> it as, positive. I almost yeah. meant it as like, yeah, relentlessly positive. And it was almost just like, where do you get off being so happy? It's just... Be miserable like the rest of yeah, us. Stop I almost, it, Lily. <laughs> I know. Stop I'm it, sorry. I, I resented sorry it. Sorry for my joy. And I think I was I was so cynical at the time. And I remember thinking that like it, I was wise for being a curmudgeon and that Lily must be naive. And I had no idea how wrong I was because you were fucking brilliant. And uh, just the audacity of me thinking that I was smarter than you purely because I was sad. What an asshole. It's a sexist. very white man thing to do. Very no, sexist. Yeah. At, uh, a, a little, a lot. I used to be not, <laughs> a little, a lot. <laughs> not, not the, not the, the, the best, the best. Why do Pause. we keep having guys on the Cameras. podcast who are, have a bit of sexism internalized at the beginning? Like Alec. But they've turned it around. They've turned That's it right. around. That's right. Yeah, so uh, you can show we're, growth. We're resetting the cameras, so. You know, you're right. There, there was something very sexist about it. I mean, in, in my defense, I, I do recall thinking that anyone who was relentlessly positive, I thought I was smarter than, regardless of gender. Do you think that being a nihilistic existential <laughs> asshole is somehow more, more like intellectually based? This is going into a very different topic than the monogamy, but dark. let's, let's yeah, touch I'm on mental health. Yeah. The, 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 
the very um, dangerous thing about depression is that it can be very seductive, that when you're in that deep well, it feels correct. It feels right. And you tell yourself, when I am not depressed, that's the deception. That's the lie. And now I... Now I'm the red pillar. I see the truth. I see the code and it's um, correct now. Uh, And that's what makes it so nefarious because you have no incentive to get out of that hole because you feel smarter for being in it. Uh, Yeah, you're like rationalizing the depression. You're like, well, if I'm not depressed, then I won't be as smart. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, this is why I should keep staying depressed. Yeah. And um, so, and that's, that's the version of Matthew that you first met um, was this not very well Matthew who, um, yeah, took your positivity as a sign of weakness, which is bullshit. Um, I am forever grateful that you showed patience and you gave me a shot. I don't know if you saw the potential of what I could be or what was it, but thank God you did. Well, my very first impression of you was that you were very handsome. We worked together on a couple different things in DC theater. Then we ended up in a show together right after his eight-year-long relationship with Monica had ended. Wow, eight. Yeah. I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, it was eight years. They lived together. It was a very rough breakup. He had moved out and he was not doing well. And then I had to flee my ex Mm. midway through the rehearsal process. And because that ex had been so... um, disturbed by my physical appearance and like said so much about like how unattractive I was and everything. I was coming out of that relationship really with way more promiscuity than I usually do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm generally a, a not a very promiscuous person, not for like any like moral or value judgment reasons, but just because I, I get easily overwhelmed and there's very few people who I want to like let into my energy field. But I was like, you know what? Fuck that guy. This is a cast of 31 people, including me. <laughs> I'm going to sleep with so much of the cast that it's going to be described in percentages rather than integers. <laughs> so I decided I needed to sleep with 10% of the cast, which was three people. And I already had two people in our friend group on lock. Um, and I had a threesome with the two of them. Matt was actually in the next room. During the threesome. During the threesome. <laughs> like I threw a little party to like celebrate me getting free. And I had this threesome on this mattress while Matt was like trapped in the bedroom, like the mattress was in the living room. And, Beautiful. Right. And Matt and a couple of other friends were all like trying to sleep in the bedroom. And in the morning, Matt came out and like loomed over the mattress where we'd have <laughs> he the threesome. Does loom a lot. <laughs> he does loom. Well, you were very tall and we were on the ground. I'm not tall. <laughs> You were just on a mattress. He's not tall. The mattress was just on the ground, college style. And Matt leaned over and was like, well, seems like something happened last night that we were all able to hear. Look, seems like you guys had fun last night. Did you have a threesome? And the thing is, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know you were awake. You should have joined us. And the other femme in the threesome was like, oh my God, yeah, Matt, you should have joined us. If you were awake, we would have loved to have you. And the guy in the threesome went, yeah, dude, that would have been cool. (laughs) How how did you feel when that was told to you, Matthew? (laughs) I mean, I didn't want to ruin their fun. They had their own thing going. And and, and to be clear, I, I think I was 
definitely had my eye on you because so I was getting out of my eight year relationship with Monica. Monica is lovely, by the way. Mm. Um, we're still friends. Wonderful human being. That relationship ended um, because of me and my stupidity. Um, but I was very, very sad. <laughs> um, so like Lily and I were both coming out of relationships where we were very like, oh, um, but for very different reasons. But we solved them in the same way, our, our mutual problems, it, which is to say we were trying to have sex with a bunch of people so that we wouldn't have to introspect about how sad we were. Um, <laughs> is that what I'm that doing? That is dumb. Yeah. And look, I mean, it, but it, you're it, not, you don't. You're not good at having a slut era because you get attached. I to know, I do. Well, I mean, we got attached. That's true. You're here now. And the, the thing is, like, yeah, it's morally neutral. If you want to have a slut apocalypse to fuck the sad away, go for go it. Go for it. Right. It works for some people. We all need to do that sometimes. I do think if if you're the type of person who does get um, romantically attached with people you play with. Make sure you get lucky like we did um, and find someone who reciprocated that because we had all the intentions when we first started to be casual, mm-hmm. right? Okay. We're just we're just friends having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and thank God when feelings developed that both of us, you know, because that would have been very awkward otherwise. And were you still in the cast together? Well, I think we'd, we'd recently closed the show. We started, no, we started seeing each other while oh, yes. the show was still going. When we first yeah. started hooking up, um, the show and NRE hit us so hard. Yeah. We were having sex. New relationship energy. Yes, new yeah. relationship For energy. It's know. a fucking drug. You get high. Don't make any major life decisions no. during that NRE phase. Um, I remember we would have sex like on premises because we we couldn't wait till we That's got right. like in between shows on two show days mm-hmm. we would have sex in the venue yeah <laughs> theater kids what can you do yeah yeah that checks out theater kids. Oh, oh yes the threesome yeah. okay so 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 i i had i had my eye on lily but i also didn't want to like I know you had your your shenanigans mm-hmm. that you were doing with the rest of the cast and i was like i'm i'm gonna wait until a slot opens up that i can enjoy you know just just me because I actually remember after everyone left, it was just you and me hanging out. And I think you want to be like, well, next up. Yeah, I was like, let's go for the hat trick. <laughs> right. Three in one weekend. Like you're calling in the next auditioner. It's like yeah. you're on deck and now you're up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I wanted to build in a, a bit of buffer time between the threesome you had with two other people and our first time together. So mm-hmm. when when was our first time together? Together. It would have been October 1st. It was the first day that I felt safe to move back into my apartment. And you mm. came over. Yeah. Wasn't it after a date that I had with some? Yes, it yes. was. It was after your date <laughs> so, with so another member time. of the cast. Yes. Yeah. So many layers. Yeah. So much I, buffer time. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah, Matt. Where was your buffer time? Where was your buffer time? I didn't have sex with the person I went on a date Until with. Until I arranged a threesome for all three Much of us. later. Yeah. This so, is getting very complicated, but that's right. <laughs> Polyamory. Yeah. yeah, we might need like a, a whiteboard. But no, I I remember because I was I remember I was dressed up nice because I was coming from the date. And I was like, I great, I'm still in a nice outfit, so now I can go to my second date. And we very much knew that we were like, we're gonna have sex for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. We had negotiated. I was uh, terrified because <laughs> uh because I had never had kinky sex before. Mm-hmm. And I don't have vanilla sex. That's a right. promise that I made to myself. Right. Lily had two um, price of admission uh, stipulations, non-monogamy and kinky sex, right? And Which you've never done either. anything. Wait, like 
Have you like choked someone before? Like how vanilla are we talking here? Very, very vanilla. And what's interesting is like I had a lot of kinky impulses and right. my pornography Clearly. consumption. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, you've seen some I've of seen them. I've seen this. Right, I've seen this. Right. Uh, you Wait, witnessed you this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah this is true. Right. Uh, she's seen us play. So uh, I had a lot of uh, proclivities towards, you know, um, kinky stuff. But I just had uh, that and a lot of shame and guilt about it. I thought I was bad or deviant. Um, Were you religious? Uh, no. I mean, Jewish. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> ethnically, maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm Jewish and, you know, I, Jewish. Jewish. Right. Christians will tell their teenagers, hey, don't have sex. Right. Jewish parents will just be like, well, are you maintaining a 4.0? Mm-hmm. Are you taking a lot of AP well, classes? Well, do you have time? Do you have time to have sex? I don't think you do. <laughs> Depends on what kind of Jewish. Okay. All right. That's that's how Matt's parents There are were. levels. Yes. I mean, you're not Orthodox. So. Right. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That was Reformed Jewish. Oh, same. And, uh, yeah. Reforms. They're great. And my mother it, uh, is Jewish, but was born Catholic. And I do think that there is a, a bit of Catholic... Catholic uh, sex negativity that's baked into the pot, even though my mother like never tried to shame us about sex. Mm. Anytime that they were watching a movie that had a sex scene, Mm -hmm. she would turn to the two kids and say, don't worry, they're allowed, they're married, and they've been to college. (laughs) Sounds like a little bit of Two stipulations too. Not even, like it didn't have to be true in the movie. She just wanted them to understand that you don't have sex until like your academic requirements have been fulfilled and you've gotten married. (laughs) And then you have lots of sex to make lots of babies. Yes. I had these impulses. So when Lily was like, look, I mean, you need to touch me on a spectrum of firm to pain. No light touches whatsoever. Um, also, non-monogamy price of admission. Are you okay with that? I had to get on board with a lot of things really quickly. The non-monogamy thing I was fine with, mostly because I didn't have a good enough understanding of it yet. I was just like, okay, well, this is just a casual hookup. I, sure, we want to label that non-monogamy. Don't know what that is, but whatever. I had no idea. But the, the kinkiness scared me because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be good at this. I don't know if I'm really into it. Um, but we had a phenomenal first time together. And that was sort of like my kink awakening when I realized like, Paradise, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God, I'm so much better at sex than I thought I was. <laughs> I just needed to have the right kind of sex. Right. For your That's sex actually session. really wholesome. Yeah. It is. No, uh, um, Lily helped me let go of a lot of guilt and shame that I had about being kinky. I didn't, I didn't even have the vocabulary to describe it until I met you. I feel like this is just a thing you do. I try. <laughs> I'm just here to help people, you know? Well, I'm, I have a question for Lily then. Ooh. Were you wary about like entering like some kind of dynamic with a vanilla monogamous dude? Were you like, I can fix him? <laughs> hmm. So I had previously dated people generally who were vanilla but were like willing to try and like hey sometimes maybe we could do a little bit of something and I found it really frustrating and unsatisfying and when I left my scary ex another promise I made to myself was like I'll never have vanilla sex again so now I have a very strict like on my level or out of my face policy and I was like look I'm very attracted to you but you will need to be on my level and I'm not I'm not spirit guiding you in little baby steps. We are not, I'm not going to like, I'll negotiate with you, but I'm not educating you. You need to educate yourself. Did you take him to a dungeon before or after your first hookup? After. 
Okay, interesting. Yeah, our first hookup was in private, which, you know, I think is a little romantic, Mm -hmm. you know? But yeah, we spent the whole weekend together and we had sex five times. So you were like, I'm not going to baby step you. Like, you either go at my pace or like, it's not happening. Right, Right. you sink or swim. Yeah, Yeah. Lily tolerated the fact that I used to be a sweet vanilla boy, but she was not going to show it. There was no, um, um, like, train on the job. It's like, no, day one, you're going to perform as expected. (laughs) Or this won't work, which is why I felt so much pressure. It's like <laughs> I, clearly I, you prefer right, you prefer and <laughs> and you know what? I actually think maybe some advice. This tactic worked. I think if you had been like, and hey, we, you know, you don't have to hit me now if, if you're not ready for that. <laughs> you were like, no, you better hit me. It forced my brain to just activate like what I call my superpower, which is sometimes you just just through sheer willpower commit to what you're going to do. And I was like, I am going to have kinky sex because that that's what you asked for. Otherwise, it wasn't going to happen. And I wanted to have sex with you. So it's like, well, for tonight, you're kinky. Just fake it till you make it. Yeah. Like it was a very intense scene for someone who had never done kink before. And it was negotiated. You know, like right. we, we, uh, we didn't do anything reckless. But yeah, you did not baby step me in. You threw me in the deep end. And luckily, I swam. I think that is a better tactic than the baby stepping. Like I know couples now who are trying to baby step into like non-monogamy or like step baby step into kink and like it's just stalled out. Like they mm. are like constantly in conflict and I'm like you can't do that. I don't feel like it works that well. Or they just like, keep putting it off and they're they like yeah we're we're going to we're going to try it. We're mm-hmm. going to go to a month. Oh. Yeah, when you allow people the option of staying in their comfort zone, they'll stay in their comfort they'll zone. Co- and I was like I'm that's not a, that's not comfortable for me. Like I uh, I hate vanilla sex. I dissociate during it. Like I'm I was like I, yeah we're not we're not doing it. Um and you can leave, but I'm having kinky sex. So <laughs> were you afraid? I I don't know about your emotional attachment to Matt at this point. Where were you like oh he's gonna do this? He's gonna like experiment in this way and then be like oh I can't do this or like you do do you ever feel like an experiment? If you don't baby step someone into it. Mm, I think with Matt, I was basically like, this is the last time I'll ever give a vanilla person this option. Okay. And if he fails, then I'll just know <laughs> that was on me for allowing a vanilla person a shot. Enemies to lovers. Thank you for listening. That was part one of the Lily and Matt episode. Next one will be dropping next week. Thank you for listening, and here are some bloopers. I hold your asshole. <laughs> um, That's going in that episode. I mean, <laughs> and I'll go pee. Again? I When I do this, like, are you anxious, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. You can't date someone for their potential. I need to learn that. A true fact. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Enemies to lovers.